Welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home by providing you all the information that you need. No matter if you're an industry pro, you're building, or you're buying, we got you covered here at The Home Building Hero. We're coming to you live today from the LP Studios here in Wisconsin. I'm your host, David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes. Thank you for tuning in today. Today's topic, all about the 2022 International Builders Show. All right, guys, it is almost time for one of the largest trade shows in the world. That's the International Builders Show. And it's something that uh, I have went to for many, many years. And uh, it's a great source of inspiration, not only for me uh, as a builder, but also as a podcaster to create content for you guys. It's a great spot to check out industry trends and connect with other professionals from all over the country. There's education. So we're going to talk all about what happens at the International Builder Show, what it's all about, and why it's important. So if you guys are consumers, uh, gear up because after this show, I'm going to have tons and tons of new content uh, coming back from that show. And I love sharing the trends and things. If you're an industry professional and you're thinking about going to the show, whether it's this year or in future years, you'll kind of learn a little bit about what, what you can see there and why it might be significant for you. And just kind of give you, uh, for the rest of you that maybe aren't aware, kind of gives you a bigger picture of what it's all about, why they do it, and what you can find there. So let's start, first of all, a little bit about the International Builders Show. This has been going on for, for many years, and it's put on by the National Association of Home Builders. And it's grown and grown over the years, and it's moved from city to city a little bit, but uh, it's starting to find a more permanent place. Um, I remember going to the show, um, I think a long time ago, there was one maybe down in like the Houston area. I went to several in Atlanta. And um, it's been in Florida and, and many other places, Vegas. So yeah, it's kind of bounced all over the place. But more recently, one of the bigger developments with the International Builders Show was that they combined forces with KBIS, which is the Kitchen and Bath Show. And this is when the show got really big because you had you know some plumbing stuff of course from the kitchen bath world but you added that whole other element so they combined forces they found a way to work together and make one really great show now when they did that that caused some issues because um you know obviously they had to figure out how to work and be fair to both organizations that were putting this on but more so it caused issues with space because when they combined forces they were pushing over uh, you know a million square feet of displays. That is a lot. If you've ever walked through that much square footage of displays and things, there's just a ton to take in. And so that limited the venues. And so at that point, they were limited to two venues, uh, Orlando area, the Orange County Convention Center, and then the Las Vegas Convention Center. Those are really the only two places that could house an event of that size. Um, now, from myself, from going to to both, as a younger person attending, of course, I liked the Orlando originally because I had uh, my family would like to go on vacation there, so we'd kind of tack on a vacation. Um, I didn't so much like the Vegas location early on, just because I would go there by myself. 
However, as the show grew and became the the, the behemoth that it is, uh, Vegas really ended up being kind of the better location. Um, Vegas is really set up for these kind of things because they have the infrastructure there. They have the they have the rail system there. They have tons of hotels. They have tons of restaurants. And they have a very big convention center. And it's all kind of put closely together, especially the convention center. So it makes for a really good show. Uh, whereas the Orlando County, Orange County Convention Center, rather, is a little bit more difficult because the building is actually two parts and there's one across the street and things are kind of separated off. So it's a lot more walking. It's a lot more challenging to navigate through that building, in my opinion. So it always seemed like the the experience and the quality of the show and the overall just atmosphere seemed to be a little bit better in Vegas. So this is actually the last year that the International Builder Show will be in Florida. Uh, they they did sign an agreement to do the show in Vegas moving forward. And the only reason actually it's in Orlando this year is just because Vegas was updating their convention center. And um, so uh, they made the agreement to go to Orlando for two more years before moving to Vegas permanently. So it'll be interesting um, how that works out. But obviously, it's a much better, uh, you know, experience, I think, for for the end user. The, the facility is a little easier to navigate. You have way more transportation options. You have tons of food and beverage options. Because, again, you have a lot of people that come into town for these shows. There's, you know, well over 100,000 people that just attend the show just to check out all the product. Plus, you have all the vendors and their staff. So you have a lot of people. And then, of course, you have some of the, the visitors that don't go to the show, but they bring their family. So you add the family into it. So you're talking about a lot of people. And Vegas can handle that. So that's kind of uh, the direction of the future is, is what's going to happen with that show as it'll be in Vegas every year you know, going forward. And you know they, they pulled the members and things like that too to get people's opinion. And it seemed fairly strongly in favor of keeping it in Vegas just because of that. Orlando, uh, you know, obviously weather is nice and it's great if you want to do a little vacation with it as, as I've done in the past. But the hard part is the traffic is really bad, especially around the convention center. You're sandwiched right in between all the theme parks. So you've got Universal Studios to the north. You're right by SeaWorld. And then further south, you got Disney. And you've got tons and tons of traffic. Um, and then you add in all those extra people going to the show that really don't know where they're going. And you can get stu- stuck in traffic jams for sometimes an hour, hour and a half, um, which can be kind of frustrating. Then trying to go out to eat anywhere around the convention center for uh, those evenings is um, very, very difficult. And so uh, it's not always as good of an experience for people. So you're best off, uh, I think, in a city like Vegas where it's way more spread out. There's just way more things to do there. Okay, so anyway, that's kind of the the overall picture of it. So what what is the International Builder Show? What are you going to get out of it if you were to attend? If you're in the industry, what are you going to you know get out of it? Well, again, like I mentioned, there's a million square feet of displays of all sorts of products. And we're talking top to bottom. Anything that has to do with building, construction, land development, they have it there. And it's not just product. It's it's a lot of technology and software. Um, there's consulting services, all sorts of things there. So if it 
affects the home building industry or touches the home building industry in some way, shape, or form, there's there's something there uh, for for you to to learn and find out. And if you're you're not so much into looking at product and things, there's also education. So they have tons of educational sessions over three days, speakers uh, from all over the country, uh, some pretty big name ones too. And you can learn all sorts of stuff. You can learn sales and marketing tips. You can learn design trends. Uh, you can learn um, about new software and integrating technology, uh, management stuff, accounting stuff, what, whatever it is you want to learn about. They they have a seminar uh, typically that would cover that. So those are very good opportunities as well just to learn. In addition, when they do the International Builders Show, they also tie that in with the National Association of Home Builders board meetings. So we have uh, all our committee meetings, our board meetings, and it's uh, one of our few chances throughout the year to connect uh, with with our friends from all over the country in person and work on the business of, of the Builders Association. So lots lots of stuff going on. For me, it's challenging because I, I do want to really take in the show. I like to get content for you guys out of that show, and I do spend some time doing that. But I, I, I feel like I'm always pulled in a lot of directions because I have the board meetings um, that I, I'm obligated to go to that takes out a good chunk of time. Those are happening during the show. I also need to tour the show. I also volunteer for a couple hours at their booth. Um, so that doesn't leave me really any opportunity to do education. So that's the challenge is there's just so much going on in three days. And um, it, it, it's there and gone really quickly. And the show goes from 9 to 5. The day goes incredibly fast, especially with all the walking. So, um, you know, it, it, it's a challenge to get through it. So um, in a minute, I'm going to go through some tips that I've learned for, for going through the show. But before I do that, I, I do want to hit on really all the different things you're going to see at the show. So again, top to bottom stuff for building. Even if you're a contractor or a tradesman, you're going to find stuff there. They have a lot of the big tool companies are there. So a lot of times they're showing off all the new tools. So if you're looking to um, improve your efficiency on the job site, you can check out all the tools. They have a lot of the vehicle manufacturers there. So if you want to check out all the work trucks and the work vans, you can do that. Um, if you uh, want to see just raw building materials and, and learn about some of the different products, you can go see like the LP booth. And you can go see um, all the different decking material and all the different um, – there's companies that bring out landscape material like pavers and different types of stones that you can look at. So there's so many things just from the actual construction end. And then you can kind of move a little bit more into the interiors and the finishes. So especially with the kitchen and bath show, you can see lots and lots of countertop options, um, different kinds of quartz and manufacturers. Uh, for countertops, you'll find um, stone manufacturers. So if you want to uh, you know, look at exterior stone or stone for interiors of your home, you can find all sorts of different new trends and styles in that area. Uh, plumbing fixtures, it's, it's crazy. You, know, you have Kohler and Delta and Moen and uh, Groey and all sorts of different brands out there that you can look at. And they typically unveil their new products at these shows. So it's sort of a first peek at a lot of the new product that they have. And some of the product, which is interesting, some of the product that you see there never actually makes it out into the field. So sometimes you'll see prototypes and things that they're 
they're looking at. Sometimes they're just trying to gauge feedback. Is this is this you know gathering interest or is this just uh, another thing that's falling into the background? Sometimes they do evaluate that product, or as they're producing it, they realize it's they can't make it for the cost uh, that they think they would sell it for, um, or find some issues with it, and then they pull it from the market. But a lot of times you can get kind of a jump on all these new things that are coming out, and it's a good time to to scope out all these things. And for me, what I do is I don't look at one thing in particular. I try to to take in the entire show and find trends that I'll see. So especially like with plumbing fixtures, for example, as I'm looking through, I might see, okay, you know, it seems like every manufacturer is pushing this finish or is launching this finish. That, that's got to be, you know, kind of a emerging trend. Or if I see a particular style that people are going with, I, I will mention that. And, uh, you know, this even goes as far as tile and, and, and flooring. So you can see all sorts of different wood floors and LVP and different tile options and decorative tile. And a lot of times, again, you can find trends within this information because these guys don't necessarily collude together and say, hey, we're going to all do this finish this year. You just happen to see that, you know, they all start coming out with it. And and that's a good opportunity to to take a look at something and say, is that is that something that I should feature? Should I put this in? Maybe my Pareto Homes model. Should I feature this in a new home? And uh, it's also a good time if you have a current vendor you're working with to to stop in and talk to them. So you know you get the ability to to talk to uh, you know either your rep or you get to talk to someone on the the product side or the technical side and learn more about some of the new things that are coming out. I enjoy going through like the Brone booth, for example. They always spend time showing you. Um, some of the new product they have and, and some of the new technologies they're working on. And uh, some of it you never use. Some of it is like, wow, this is really neat. This is something I want to maybe feature. And I've featured a lot of new products in my homes just by going through that show. So you can learn a lot of stuff uh, about the finished product and, and some of the trends that you're going to see at the show. The other thing that the show offers, as I mentioned earlier, is they have a lot of software and also consulting services. So uh, ways to make your business more efficient, uh, make things easier. They even have marketing solutions and packages and different things. So there's a whole section just for technology and and software that you can integrate into your business. So again, another great way to improve your business just by learning about all the different things that are out there that can make you more efficient. So here here's here's the deal with the show. It's only three days, like I said. Uh, it goes fast. There's a lot going on. So if you're someone that is going to be going to the International Builder Show, if you're planning on attending it, I'll give you a few tips uh, from someone who's been to it for many, many years. And also uh, kind of heed a warning for this year just because of COVID-19. There are some things that are a little different this year with the show. Don't know how much... Uh, uh, space there's going to be it might be a little less than normal just because some vendors are are not so sure they want to um, expose their staff potentially so it could be a little bit smaller show but there are some safety protocols going on with that show so if you are going down there just a heads up couple things first all first off you either have to have um, a proof of vaccination to enter the show or you have to have a negative covid test uh, within just several days of the show. So fairly uh, recent to the show, you would have to have a, ne- a negative test uh, to enter. And then while you're at the show, you do have to wear a mask 
the entire time while you're on the show floor, uh, except with, when you're eating or drinking. So keep that in mind. That is um, the rules this year. It's different, obviously, than normal, uh, but it's done to, um, you know, obviously protect the health and safety of the visitors. You know, you got people from all over the country, and you have people all from all over the world, too. There are international displays at this show. There, there's a, a Chinese pavilion with all sorts of Chinese products. Um, there's uh, all sorts of other countries that display things. So, again, it's a great opportunity to learn not only the products going on here, but all over the country. So here's some tips for you guys as you're planning out your show and planning uh, to go through the show. Uh, first off, uh, and these are maybe obvious things, but wear very comfortable shoes. This isn't about style. You're walking a lot. And not just through the show floor, but especially like in Orlando, because the building is split into two buildings, there's a pretty large skywalk and it is not a short uh, jaunt from the one building to the next. So you do need to have very comfortable shoes. I also recommend to bring something to carry things with like a backpack. Uh, so I always bring a small backpack with me. Uh, that way I can put some of the information that I find interesting in there. I also pack snacks. Um, there's not really a lot of great food options, and especially around lunchtime, the the cafeteria area there is very, very packed, and it's hard to get food. So a lot of times, if you really want to maximize your time, bring snacks with you and just eat on the go. So bring a bottle of water or two with you, bring granola bar, um, uh, maybe a little candy bar, thing of nuts, uh, just something that's going to give you some energy so that you can power through the show and get through as much as you can Um while you have the time. Um, some other tips uh, while you're going through the show, um, there's usually multiple sections or buildings in the show and uh, it can be confusing. So ideally try and pick one section and try and go through that fully. Uh, the aisles are not always linear. So sometimes you can get a little bit turned around. They are numbered though. So you can kind of keep a general idea. Um, but try and finish one area, and then go off to the next. And I also try not to spend too much time in one spot. I, I do try and get information. Sometimes you do get stuck with a salesperson that's very chatty. Uh, you just have to be real fair with them and say, hey, yep, I, I've got a lot of other places I got to go yet today. Thank you for the information. I might stop back later. Um, but yeah, I, I try to keep moving. I try and get through, get a little bit of key information from each place, and then move on to to the next part. Um, there are other little things that you can do. Sometimes there's celebrities there. So sometimes you can get in line and meet a celebrity. I don't usually do that kind of stuff because just sitting in line for a half an hour, uh, to get a picture with somebody isn't necessarily the best use of my time. Uh, had, had I not had the other obligations that I have, I might do that. But, uh, um, you know, there's all sorts of different people. They've had the, um, uh, the design brothers on there. They've had vanilla ice down there. They've had, um, uh, other uh, big name designers from HGTV. So you can sometimes meet these folks at a booth or at a special um, session as well. Then outside the building, you have to leave some time for that as well because they usually have some outdoor displays and typically they'll have a, a smaller home that you can tour there right outside the building and they have some outdoor pavilions as well that you can check out and learn about other products. Uh, there's also the NAHB bookstore, which is really cool. So you can read all about uh, and buy different books uh, throughout the industry and learn um, 
uh, different building techniques and different things from, from published authors specific to this industry. And of course, you can also check into the NAHB Central booth. Uh, that's where I do volunteer. We have the Young Professional Group there. Um, and it's a great way, if you're not a member, to learn about joining the organization. Um, there's some freebies for, for members, so you can come in and get um, snacks and different things. And um, uh, just sit down for a minute, put your feet up, charge your phone, uh, and do those kind of things as well. So that's a great place just to stop in. It's right centrally located in the middle of the show. Uh, some other tips that I would have for you is... Uh, most most booths don't mind if you take pictures. So uh, I typically, what I do is as I'm going through the show, um, I have a notepad and I take real brief notes about certain things that I'm noticing. Um, and then I take a picture. And then I go back through my pictures and I kind of coalesce everything into blogs and articles and obviously podcasts. So that's kind of how I do it. It makes it a little easier for me. Um, the other thing that you can do too is, uh, you know, if you have specific things that you know you really want to look into, um, or you really need to connect with a, a representative from a company, you know, obviously there is a planner. You can go online. There's also a booklet there. You can kind of plan out, you know, what booths you absolutely must see, and you know, try and hit some of those first, and then kind of fill in the rest. Um, there is like a. Uh, like I said, a separate section that has a lot of the technology part of it. Um, so if that's not something that's in your purview, if you're just more looking for trends and products, you can probably avoid a lot of that, although they do mix in some products there. Uh, but you can skip that if you're not um, you know, looking towards that. Um, the other thing is, you know, the, again, the show opens at 9. Now, if you do need to get a COVID test, they do have those off-premise uh, outside the building. There will likely be a line for that, so get there early and get in line to do that right away. Um, you're also going to need to um, go through registration. If you did not register online beforehand, uh, you do have to go to a separate registration area and get that squared away. If you are registered online, you'll get your pass and everything. You can pretty much just walk right in, uh, but you will have to have that uh, negative COVID test or your vaccine card to get in. So just be prepared. Uh, to ha have a little bit longer time to get in. And uh, as soon as 9 o'clock hits, they crack the doors open. And uh, um, the first day is usually the busiest. Um, so a lot of people hit that show right away the first day. Second day is still pretty decent. By Thursday, the third day, uh, it's not very busy. So if you do really want to walk around a little bit more, you want to talk a little more with vendors, a lot of times... Um, there, there's not as much traffic that day. It's starting to wind down. Um, the vendors though, are typically are a little bit more tired, uh, not as, uh, energized up. So, um, if you just want to kind of walk and look around, that's a really good day to do it. It's a great day to catch up on any last things that you didn't see or learn from. And then of course the education, like I said, if you are doing education, then you really need to plan your day out a little bit more because those are at certain times, those sessions sometimes fill up. So you want to get there a little bit early and you have to leave probably a good 20 minutes um, just to get there. Because sometimes if you're on one end of the building and the education's on upstairs on a, another part of the building, it can take a long time um, to navigate through because you also have to work through seas of people and escalators and 
Um, sometimes you have to go up and down and over to get to a place. So um, budget extra time for those educational sessions. And uh, you may even want to spend the night before kind of plotting out your route. Like if you know you have an education session at one o'clock, um, you know, maybe plan it out where, okay, you're going to start at this far end and work your way to the middle and the educate where near where the education is. Um, maybe while you're doing the education, you eat your snack um, and then you can kind of keep going and to maximize your time. So just be aware of those kind of things. It, it does uh, present a challenge. You can't do everything. And that's the unfortunate part about it is you're not going to be able to hit everything. And it happens over a very short period of time. Um, other than that, uh, have fun, ask questions. Like I said, take pictures, uh, try and connect with some people, uh, bring your business cards as well. Uh, it's important to have those because um, you will get followed up. They do have a electronic scanning system, so they can scan your badge and send you information. Um, I do like to try and grab some things when I'm there if it's of, of real interest. Um, but uh, yeah, have fun and uh, enjoy the show. And uh, you will learn a lot, and uh, it's a great experience. So if you haven't been there, definitely sign up. And uh, for 2023, uh, as, just as a heads up, if you are a member, register for the next show, usually August to September. They have free registration for members. So take advantage of that. Uh, otherwise, you have to pay afterwards. So you can register yourself and a spouse for free uh, with your company. So definitely take advantage of that. Um, that's important to do that. It also gives them an idea of how many people are planning on attending. Um, but this year should be a lot of fun because we didn't have it last year. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. And I want you guys to make sure you check back with the podcast uh, in the future here because we're going to have a lot of new content dropping off the International Builder Show. So if you have any questions about the show, feel free to email us, homebuildinghero at yahoo.com. Once again, thank you for tuning in to The Home Building Hero, broadcasting live from the Bellman Home Studio. If you haven't already, please make sure to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future content. Until next time, I'm David Bellman, signing off.